it's never going to be perfect. Nothing's going to be perfect. I feel like, I feel like life in general is always lessons for other aspects of life. It's like, it's like nature is a lesson for life. Other ways that you handle your life are a lesson for other parts of life. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Otto Gomes Crypto Show. My name is Otto Gomes. Are you ready to laugh? <laughs> Uh, today I have the one and only Bobby Sausalito. Bobby, take naps. Sausalito, take naps. It, that, that name has a whole story in of itself. He is a comedian, political commentator, and internet personality, most notably recognized on Instagram as Take Naps. He's a self-proclaimed loudmouth New England Guido living in South Florida and making comedy videos about politics, the economy, current events, real estate, roasting, travel, and dubious observations with his unique style of laughter <laughs> and comedy. Ladies and gentlemen, Bobby Sausalito, here he is. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of the Otto Gomes Crypto Show. I'm Otto Gomes, your host. Today we have the one and only funniest man alive, <laughs> Bobby Sausalito, take naps. What is up, up, my brother? Glad to be here. Thank back you for, uh, yeah, back again for, I think this is what, a third time probably yeah, talking? I think so, yeah. Um, so the first time, you know, we, we, I, it was when I was like really connecting with you and getting to know your, your journey, but I want to kind of go through that again. Um, specifically how it, you got to this point and what was that specific moment, the red pill moment that really shook you out of this matrix? Well, I started, uh, my kind of entrepreneurial journey when I was 18, I basically realized that I didn't want to work for anybody. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I realized that the internet was the place that I would be able to go about doing that. So I became a, a web developer. I wanted to do graphic design, realized I couldn't make enough money. So I started building websites. Um, doing that independently and being an entrepreneur kind of teaches you a lot of a lot of lessons, like things that you have to figure out on your own and that you really are in control of your own destiny based on the amount of effort that you put in and the things that you're willing to learn and try. So I ran a web development company uh, independently working from home for the past 13 years. And I eventually kind of realized that my uh, my magic, I suppose you could say, was not being put to its most use. I didn't want to die and be the guy that was the web developer guy. I felt like there was some other piece to it, but I didn't know exactly what it was. Um, I started making Instagram videos kind of just as a joke, just kind of as just another thing to to vent my creativity, I guess you could say. Um, not really knowing how long it would take for it to actually work. But I figured it would work eventually if I was just to start. It was kind of the thing I had heard about getting things going online, kind of like the Gary Vee mantra, just put out content. So I just started making videos of dumb things. And um, eventually after about a year and a half to two years, um, I made a video that was very political that happened to be timed right, the right length, the right amount of funny, the right amount of truth bombs and people that really understood what was going on understood that I understood the truth and um, it just happened to blow up. Uh, that was uh, August, 2020, decided to make a video pretty much every day until the 2020 election, seeing and seeing what 
I could make of it. By by the time the election came around, I had stopped doing my web development work. It was my full time job, and I was um, and I was ready to just dedicate myself to it because I felt it could really go somewhere far and also give me a lot of purpose that building websites didn't give me. As far as the red pill moment is concerned, um, interestingly enough, uh, some buddies of mine went to I believe it was I believe it was Philadelphia when I was eighteen. Um, and I couldn't go that night and they ran into a guy on the street that was handing out DVDs and it was Luke, uh, Rudkowski from wearechange.org, And he was handing out, uh, loose change DVDs and they came back and they were like, yo, this crazy guy was on the street telling us about, you know, all this, all this, this crazy elite that's running the world. He gave us this DVD. So we were just like, well, I guess we should, you know, like roll one up and watch it. So we watched it. And we were both just kind of like jaws on the floor. Like, could you, could this actually be true? And we're like, wait a second, wait a second. This has to be bullshit. So we went on YouTube and we were up from probably 11 PM that night till probably 10 AM the next day watching YouTube videos. We found our way to Alex Jones. We found our way to Ben Stewart and this video, this movie called Chimatica, um, mm. zeitgeist and esoteric agenda. And we literally watched Loose change, zeitgeist, chimatica, esoteric agenda, like all in one night and smoked. I don't even know, six blunts or something like that. And by the time the sun came up, we were just like, yo, everything is a lie. (laughs) (laughs) It's over. We're we're, we're, we're in the matrix, actual matrix. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty much it. And like from that point on, it was always like. It's like once you it's like once you kind of like I think there's this expression. It's like the 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 camel's nose under the tent. It's like once you see underneath, it's like you you have this like insatiable um, desire to learn more. And it's like in business, in business, you kind of learn that when you're passionate about something, you would do it for free. That's just what you would do. And I had always paid attention to politics because I knew that it was a I knew that it was the a necessary, a prerequisite in order for me to be financially and mentally free. I needed to understand politics, how the world worked. I need to understand the economy. I need to understand money and how things flowed in order to maintain my own individual freedom and sovereignty um, for a lifetime. So interestingly enough, all of that understanding, the freedom, the politics, the economy, the economics of the world and money led me to just paying attention to it more. And the same way that I loved web development, I loved this even more because it was like, it was about my own freedom. It wasn't just about being the best web developer. It was about something way more important. It was almost like existential. It was like the freedom of my entire life forever and my family's life forever. It was like way more important. And interestingly enough, all the insatiable appetite that I had for web development and and entrepreneurship eventually transferred into like, life understanding. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I need to be financially free, mentally free, psychologically free and, 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 and sovereign. And that's what led me to all of this stuff. And interestingly enough, last night I watched out of shadows because that's the type of stuff that like, I have an insatiable uh, appetite for when it used to be how to get rich, how to succeed, how to, you know, how to build a business. And that stuff was all great, but it gave me the foundational building blocks of making this operation work for something that I believe is far more significant, important, and purpose-driven than just being another business. 
Wow. That's, I, you know, I didn't know that detail about Luke, we are change. Yeah. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. And it's cool that like, it's really, it's like the same, you know, same story for me. Like it was like zeitgeist, loose change. It just, I, it wasn't the same experience where I was smoking. We didn't, you know, try to get uh, deeper into it. I was just blown by the information, yeah. but, um, but that's awesome uh, to hear that all those little connections. Yeah. So it was pretty wild. So say yeah. the, the thing that's so interesting is like, this was, I was 18. I'm 35 now. This was 17 years ago. And it was like, it's like you, I don't know. I think, I don't know how long you've been kind of aware of what's going on, but I feel like there's, there's phases and that the initial phase, the first two years, I was like, I was like on Facebook reposting every single thing I saw from Jones. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm posting Alex Jones and being like, how are you guys not saying this? And like, you're, you're mad that people don't get it. Like that's, that's step one. And then eventually you get to a point where you feel like you're yelling in an empty hallway and you get discouraged by it. And I had this moment where I was just like, no, one's ever going to get it. I just need to go live, you know, like they're going to, they're going to eat me or kill me or whatever they're going to do. And I just gotta, I just gotta stop paying attention because it's ruining my life. Mm -hmm. And then later on, you kind of you kind of find your way back into it and say, all right, I'm going to approach it differently. I'm not going to let it consume every part of my being. I'm not going to only listen to Jones and have it be the definition of how I see reality. I'm going to take Jones and put him on the, put him on the same pedestal as a variety of other people and get my own understanding of how do I know what's going on, win at the game of life, enjoy myself, but also have some altruism for the people that are around that don't see it. And also the future people of the world in my own you know, in my own little way. It's funny because like, you know, I love that you, you said step one, because <laughs> that's what it is. There's like layers that the person needs to go through and push through to then get to a point where I feel like we're, we're kind of at now. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was that moment for you that you went, man, I, this is, this is, I'm just losing energy. Let me shift it towards creating something that's really going to be an impact because that's, I feel like that's when you sort of shift it towards this, like, comedy stuff and just, and just literally, I mean, I, I, I saw, I organically saw the progress of your comedy and it was so organic. It was literally like, it was almost like you, you were just feeding off of the audience and seeing what they wanted and kind of pushing it back. But, but you, you did the comedy introducing information facts. And it's almost like it's, you become more receptive with the comedy. Like you, it's easier for me to consume the information because it's, it's funny. So, so tell me, tell me how it was for you, that shift. Well, I, I always I always used to love watching The Daily Show and I always loved Jon Stewart. I thought Jon Stewart was such a funny comedian. And I was like, I want to know what's going on, but I don't want to watch the news. You know, I didn't want to watch. I didn't want to digest what I believe to kind of be just like stuffy information. I didn't understand why people did it. It's like I was in my 20s. I'm just like, why do I care about this? But I'll if you'll if you'll make me laugh and teach me kind of what's going on generally, um, I could get down with that. So I used to watch the daily show. Interestingly enough, towards the very end of the daily show was when Jon Stewart started really going in on Trump. And he thought it was, and like, I thought it was funny because Jon Stewart is funny. And I remember just being like, why does everybody hate Trump so much? Like he must be bad. And I was just like, wait a second, in the same way that when I'm in a social circle and everybody says, you know, um, you know, this guy is no good. It's like, well, they didn't do anything to me. And I don't even though you may all be right, it would be unfair for me to just say that they're bad without evaluating it for myself. Like they'll probably show their true colors fairly quickly. If I investigate myself, if I investigate into it, I'll discover what's going on. 
So I really started looking into, um, sorry about the background noise. So I really started looking into Trump and I was like, I was like, is this guy actually that bad? And I would look at the things that he would say. And then I would look at how they reported on it. And then I would read the actual policy or the actual words of what he said instead of just the clip. And I was like, wait, they're lying though. They're they're not saying what he's saying and they're misrepresenting not only what he's saying, but, but, but the full context of the thing. So then, then I went even further, like what is his stance on X position, Y position and Z position? What does he really think about those? and what's his approach? How would he handle this situation or the next? And I just found myself agreeing with him 95% of the time. And I was like, look, he, he comes in a, he comes in a rough package, but the guy's right. And he's so right that they hate him. And the fact that they hate him makes me like him even more because he's the only person that said something that, that, that they're all either afraid to say or won't say or can't say. And then you really start thinking back into all the information that you've consumed up until this point. And you're like, if there was to be a guy that was able to crack through the, this, this process, They'd have to be independently wealthy. They'd have to be famous enough that people knew them for 50 something years. They'd have to have all these attributes. And he just so happened to have the right combination of attributes that um, to me was like, if anybody could do this, it would be this guy. And it was like, when you really think about things from the big picture, then you start to think about well, like, why would he do it in the same way that in the same way that a, that like a, that a detective tries to solve a murder crime. It's like, they don't just look at the evidence at the scene. They look at, they try to think of the motive. It's like, who was set to benefit? Why would they do this? You know, what would compel them to commit this crime? So I started looking at Donnie and I'm like, this guy has enough money. He could retire. Everybody loves him. He could, he could go off to, he could sit on the, uh, on the beach in Bora Bora for the rest of his life and never have to work a day. He's got children. He's got grandchildren. He's got this huge company that makes a lot of money. What incentives does he have to have everyone in the world tell him he's a, you know, he's a racist or whatever. And it's like, he really is giving back to the country and, you know, take the, take the, take a little bit of the bad with the good. And I just generally looked at it and was like, if this was me and everybody was saying I was a piece of shit and people looked at the big picture, they would understand why I'm doing it. And it's like, the guy can only say it so many ways. So I just was like, this guy's going to lose a ton of money, lose a ton of respect. Everybody's going to hate on him. Why would he do it? The only reason that he would do it would be because he thought that a, he could do it better than all these psychos and B he's got children and grandchildren. It's like, he's a human being just like the rest of us. The guy seems like a pretty good guy. When you look at his track record of how he's treated people through his life, other than a couple of certain business situations. So it's like, that was kind of the thing that made me really dive back in and almost believe that not only are there people out there that could do something about it, but maybe, maybe, maybe they actually could get into the position of power where they could really make it happen. When mm. I first saw Ron Paul, Ron Paul was the guy that made me realize that there are actually good people that exist. This guy was on TV and everybody made fun of him, but he was spot on. Right. Donnie was a person that was spot on. Right. But actually could make it happen. I believe that he could take it to the house and, you know, and win, win the, win the dance. And sure enough, he did. So it just kind of reinvigorated me to believe 
you know, I, I never really thought I could be the president of the United States. I thought you had to be in a family with a, you know, you had to be a Freemason. You had to have a, have a family tie to such and such. You had to go to Harvard law and blah, blah, blah. This guy was just a business guy that just happened to have the right message at the right time, the right, um, the right network and, and the right amount of money. And it just kind of inspired me to believe that, um, that there was a possibility for the, I suppose you could say the world to be saved in some way or another, not that he did it himself, but that we all could do it collectively, if only given the right, you know, the right combination of uh, timing and formula. Man, that's a, I love your perspective and I love the way you layered it out and explained the whole thing because I did the same thing whenever that started happening in, in, in on mainstream and, and they started bad mouthing him and in, in, in live, uh, I started doing the research and looking at the documents he was signing, what he was saying, and then what they were saying and being like, Oh wait, this is not make sense. Yep. It does not align. And so, um, no, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm honestly on the same page, but I still have to ask the question. What about, you know, this all just being, you know, politics just being two wings of the same bird. You know, is, is he just another, another puppet? And we're, and we're now just shifting all our trust just to another person that is just the duality, you know, the, the, the opposite of what already exists. And we're just now giving trust to this guy and who knows where he's going to lead us. I would, I would say most of our lives are trust-based. You know, I, we gave this example on a podcast recently, you know, when you drive down the highway, you're trusting that the guy in the car next to you is not you know, going to turn the wheel slightly and kill you. There's 50,000 opportunities for a person to make a very small error to kill you every day on the highway. And I say the highway specifically because it's a high rate of speed and an, and a, and a wheel turn 10 degrees to the right will kill you. It's not like on the, it's not on the street, stoplights, whatever we're talking, you're going 75, 80 miles an hour, barreling down the highway, 10 degrees left on the wheel, you're dead. And I think that a lot of life is trust-based in that way. And we have to, we have to understand that there are so many things that we trust. We trust that when somebody serves us a meal in a restaurant, that they didn't put a razor blade in it. We, we trust that we trust that our barber is not going to slit our neck when they, when they give you a shave, you trust that your doctor is not going to give you medicine. That's going to stop your heart. There's a lot of things in life that we have to know to trust. And I do believe that people are generally good. Donnie is an imperfect human, like all of us. Right. And I'm not saying that we need to blindly give our, all our faith to him. It's just that we have to understand that it's never going to be perfect. Nothing's going to be perfect. I feel like, I feel like life in general is always lessons for other aspects of life. It's like, it's like nature is a lesson for life. Other ways that you handle your life are a lesson for other parts of life. You don't know that your friend that you've had for 30 years, isn't going to bang your wife. And that has happened many, many times to many, many people. There's books about it and many stories about it. You don't know what anybody's going to do. And the person that you trust or could have trusted or people that are in your own family, people kill their parents and kill their children for a small life insurance policy. People are fucked up and, and the world is insane. And it's like, you have to just do the best you can to use your discernment situation to situation day to day. I'm never saying, suggesting that anybody fully trust 
in anybody. And that even comes down to the people that are living with you in your household. When it comes to your immediate family, I suppose those are the ones that you can, that you can trust pretty wholeheartedly, but really anywhere outside of that, it's like, they're always going to be imperfect. There's always going to be variables. There's always going to be things that they do that you disagree with. I feel like the game of life and the game of politics is all about finding who aligns with you the most, who do you believe is going to take you Who do you you believe is going to take you to the championship and ultimately who can win? You don't have to like the head coach. You just have to believe that they have the skill sets necessary to assemble a team so that you can win the championship. Is the guy right? I don't know, but he certainly seems more right than anybody else that I've seen. That's going to, and like, I want to win you know, I I play on a, I play on a couple kickball teams here in South Florida and it, and it, gives me, it's such an interesting reflection on how people look at the world. And a lot of these people are on this kickball team. It's a co-ed kickball team and they're just there to have fun. They want to just have fun and drink a couple beers and play kickball and go to the bar after and meet new friends. And my friend Zach and I were just like, the fun is winning. I don't care that it's bullshit kickball, Wednesday night kickball, drinking beers. I want to win. That's the game. That's the fun. That's the competition. If you're going to play, don't you want to win? So it's like, People, there are so many people in life that we're going to see that don't look at the world the way that we do. There's going to be people that want to play kickball just to play kickball and make friends. And there's people that want to execute and win. I believe that Donnie, or at least picking somebody, somebody like a Ron DeSantis, it's like, you don't have to like everything. You just have to understand that this is the best equipped person to get you to the dance so that you have the possibility to win. There's a lot of evil out there and there we're never going to find a perfect path, much like in business, you're never going to find perfect conditions. The economy is never going to be perfect. The job market is never going to be perfect. You're never going to have the right amount of money. You're never going to have the right amount of leverage. It's never going to be the right moment to strike. Same with the stock market, same with crypto. You're never going to know the top or the bottom. You just have to understand that you need to pick your battles as you can, best you can and just can, and just continue moving forward so that you can ultimately win as much as possible. No, I love, I love that. And I hear you. And I I love that you said to use discernment. So essentially what I'm trying to, what I'm grasping is don't trust anybody and use your head. (laughs) Critical think. Um, You know, I I agree. I think that, that, you know, uh, there are going to be these leaders that are going to come in. I think Trump is one DeSantis that are really trying, really pushing through it and trying to make it work. Um, it's almost like that you kind of have to play the game a little bit to be able to get certain things through. Um, but, but again, it goes back to discernment. Like, don't look at what just, just what they're saying. Look at the actions, look at the, read the documents, like actually do a little research and see what they're doing. And, and, you know, uh, but at the end of the day, it it does fall back on us to make the right decisions and make the right choices for us, for us and what makes us feel safe. The other thing too, is like, here's another, another lesson. It's like, I'm sure you are like me in the sense where it's like, you just wish that you could put out fun content and it would just work. And (laughs) like, I wish that I could just yell funny things in my phone and not have to think about selling merch and not have to think about getting donations and not have to think about selling badges and not have to think about ad revenue on videos and not have to think about sponsorships and not have to think about selling ticket tickets to, to items. I bet you'd like to think about not selling courses or selling or selling uh, uh, consulting sessions or whatever is your primary income stream. But the reality is, is that you have to find a balance. It's like, I don't, I, I sell merch as a way of sustaining the channel. And it's like, 
This is just the game that we have to play. Someone from the outside can be like, look, they're doing this. They're selling. It's only for money. And it's just like Donnie and any other person, just like you said, it's like they have to play the game. We may not agree with all the things that they are, that they do, but there's a, there's a, there's a really interesting thing that I've kind of learned the more I go into life, which is that sometimes you don't understand why somebody does something. And when I was watching out of shadows last night, the last quote at the end of the movie was, it was just like, it was like the, the truth can't be taught. It can only be learned. And I was just like, isn't that so interesting in <laughs> life, you know? And, and I think about, and I think about when I was younger, you know, all the things, all the mistakes that I made that people in my life that kind of could have told me what to do to avoid it, but didn't because they knew that that's what I just had to do to figure it out. And the same way that if you were to see a young buck that's trying to do what you're doing, you're just like, they're going to have to make this mistake on their own. No matter how much I try to steer them away, it's like, that's just the game. You need to learn it in order for it to be right. And it's like, we have to understand that as smart as we are in all of these buckets, we know, we don't truly know the depth of what's going on. And, and kind of one of the beautiful things about life is, is you won't know until you need to know, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like one of the craziest things for me in life has been, I've, I've started to recognize the downs. I used to be like, when I was high off the hog, I was like, Oh, I'm going to kill it. I'm killing, I'm killing it. But I used to get really bummed when I was low when, cause it's like life is a vibration, right? It's up and down. So what I've realized later in life is when I'm down, I have to understand that this is an opportunity for me to strip away the bullshit and find the one thing that's good. So that when I spring upward, I can really have something good. So I really have recognized the downs and, and used those as, as a springboard for my next up. And interestingly enough, when this stuff all began, I had been building websites for 13 years and the last 10 years I had used this one piece of software that I had built every single website, exactly the same structure. It was like I had a toolkit that let me build high powered sites in one way. Interestingly enough, at the end of this 10 year period, this one piece of software became deprecated and online that basically means that it no longer functions the way it needs to function. And this piece of software became deprecated. And I'm like, I got to study a new piece of software. Now my, my toolbox just got taken out. Every single, every single vehicle I have is using gasoline. And the only thing to use now is electric. I got to rebuild. And I remember just being like, I don't want to re I got to find something that's better than this. I don't want to start back at square one and find another piece of software. That's not the magic. And interestingly enough, as I was in that down was when I made that video and when it went viral, right in that moment, I stopped smoking weed. I was like, I'm done smoking weed. I got to make a radical change. 30 days after I stopped smoking weed, I had this realization. I hit that video, went viral. and like, here we are. So what, a, what an interesting lesson it is for life. It's like, if you could only figure out how to harness those downs and be hyper aware of what remains when everything is sifted out and all the good stuff is gone and you, all you have left is like the, the rice and the beans and the meat of it all. It's like, if you can just be really cognizant of that, and then find that find what is appearing to you and then really uh and know that that can really take you way further than you think it's like i almost embrace the downs now because i know that it's a, a real opportunity to to go go somewhere high 
Oh, I love I love hearing the way that you describe that because it's like it's like you you didn't you didn't plan to go into that and 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 look at it the way you did, but you you described it like as it happened, and I and mm-hmm. that's what it is, man. Yeah. That's what it is. If you if we, it's like it's like, bro, that's what it is, bro. Like if you if you allow yourself to go into the the deep, the dark, the 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 hurt, whatever feeling comes in when things are it's over the feeling of it's over and you embrace that. And you really look at that, at what it means to you mm-hmm. when it, when you come back up, it's just like you said, it's like, a, it's like a springboard. It's like, it's like a slingshot. Yep. Um, and it's, and it's, it's amazing because like, I, I, I get the same stuff. I get people coming to me and be like, Oh, you're just selling stuff. Go sell your course somewhere else. And I'm just like, dude, if, if you're, if you're triggered by an entrepreneur, right. That tells you something about you. That's right. Uh, And that's, and that's what I teach, right? What I've been trying to teach is like, stop looking at money and these tools as evil. It's not the tools that are evil. It's the people using them. And unless good people yield those same tools, we're going to be in the same fucking story. Yeah. I could bludgeon a person to death with a hammer or I could build a house. It's the same thing. Same thing. Same thing. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you, you, you shared that and you, and you, um, uh, pull that nuance, nuance out because it really is such a small little, little shift. Somebody has to do looking at something. Cause it's like, they're doing the same bullshit. They're, they're doing the same thing just with billions of dollars and, and, and using, you know, uh, celebrities and, and movies and stuff to push products and push their shit. We're just trying to do it at our level. Uh, yeah. it's the same thing, but at least we're, you know, we're doing something we're going towards a direction that's good. <laughs> that's yeah. like inspiring and, and, you know, knowledge based. Well, they, you know, they, they say that it's like, how do you, if, how do you measure success? You know, what, what is success to you? And it's like, I could, it's like, I could show you somebody that has, that has $50 million that's depressed. And I could show you that I could show you somebody that has $50,000. That's, that's, that's living life that loving it. Um, or even $5,000. So how we define success is really important. And the, the example that I always think of is I used to play a ton of video games when I was younger. And one of the games that I really remember was like a, it was like a WCW or WWF game where you could create your own character. And in the, the character has agility, speed, power, endurance, and whatever, um, like, uh, and like technique. And as you were win, as you won different rate or won different uh, matches, you would get 10 points and you could take those 10 points and you could put it all in power, all in technique or all in whatever. And it's like, in life, we have to do the same thing. There's all these buckets. It's like, it's like fulfillment, purpose, you know, family, happiness, you know, mental health and physical health, things like that. And it's like with each little, with each win that we get, we get to choose which, which piece we put our points in. And so many people, you know, overvalue, certain points, like let's say money, fame, power, et cetera, and forget about all the others. And these are the people that ultimately end up running the world and doing all these terrible things and are miserable. And it's like, it's like psychopaths. (laughs) It's like, it's important to remember that it's like, again, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm fresh on the out of shadows. I just watched it, but it's like the people the people that seem like nothing is what it seems like. I have a shirt that I sell that says that's that just says question everything. And it's like, nothing is what it seems. 
The people that are happy are not happy. The people that are rich are not rich in the way that you think. The money doesn't get them anywhere. It's an empty hole. And it's like, are you going to tell me that that your life is not as good as Hunter Biden's life? And Hunter Biden is sitting on the beach in a $20,000 mansion. But this guy knows in his soul that he's fucked. He's like a demon. So it's like, I would never want that. And and most people objectively walking down the street would be like, you know, whoever lives in that house must be. It's like, right. nah, it's like this dude's fucked up. <laughs> like that is not no, that is not OK to think that way. You can't do that when you're a leader. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, I, 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 I totally get that. And um, yeah, that's that's what's happening right now, man. Oh, it's such a weird time to live um, and change everything. It's in uh, women's shirts now so it's available <laughs> yeah that's right that's right yeah question everything. Yes. Nice. um yeah i you know i love this conversation uh, i hate to cut it short because like we always have such good conversations um quick question has yes. your stance on crypto changed or, or shifted at all uh no i mean i i suppose maybe but if you have more questions that's good that's all i want to know if you're like i have more questions good just, just I, keep the curiosity at least. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I believe that I've always believed that it has an application. I've always believed that it will have value. I do believe that it's here to stay. I do believe that the more time passes, the more bulletproof it seems to me. I do believe that the financial, uh, the financial traps and how people are weaponizing the monetary system in countries like Russia and Ukraine, for example, represent uh, represent a, an open market gap for something like this to exist. It's I don't believe that it's necessarily the right investment for me. However, I do understand and see great value in it, and I and I certainly believe that the principle of it and the things that it's founded and based upon have some merit. I think that. I look at things like NFTs, for example, and I say, you know, I don't know where this is going to shake out. I think that there's certainly an application for it. Many will fail, but some will be successful. I see the market moving. But what I always do is like, I try not to, I try not to focus on something unless I truly deeply understand it, love it and care about it. And I think that, I think that it's certainly a good thing. It's certainly worth attention but I don't know that it's right for most people. And I think a lot of people look at it the wrong way. So I think that education is certainly a good thing and more people being aware of what it is and how it works, not from, not from a, here's my opinion perspective, but like literally how it works and then they can draw their own conclusion. What are the actual real risks and, and how does it work? And what are the potential downsides of it? And what are the potential upsides of it? I think that that's important for everybody to know. Do I, do I think that I'm going to live my whole life without owning some? No, I have in the past. I thought it was interesting. It's just when you have, when you, when you have investment vehicles that are functioning at a high, at a high rate, and you've invested your time and effort in understanding those, it's like, I have two opportunities. It's like, let me go with the one that I know, like, and trust. Does that mean that this one's out now? But I'm certainly, I'm certainly in the school of belief that it will continue to be prominent in many people's lives, probably more than today. And it, it probably will be in my portfolio at some point in the future. I wouldn't, I would be surprised if it wasn't. Yeah, I have to ask because I'm the crypto guy, but I, yeah. I love your answer. 
education, education, education. Yeah. Um, you know, if you know enough, then you can make a choice. I think that's, yeah. that's the key right there about anything in life. Like don't, uh, try not to get into situations that you're not aware of and then respond based on some programming or what you heard from somebody else. Like try to understand the thing first, then make the decision of what you want to do. Yeah. It. I um, just, I, what, the only thing that I don't like, and it's not even just about crypto, it's about financial education in general mm. is that I believe much like kind of like nutrition in a way it's like, or let's even use one, a, a better one, exercise strategy, like your exercise regimen versus the next guy's regimen, like a 70 year old woman would have a different mm. exercise strategy than a 25 year old man. And I think that the same thing applies to, to, to crypto and stocks and finances to and investments whatnot. in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like your strategy is always different. So the only thing that I don't like about certain types of financial education, not even just crypto is when people are like, this is what you should do for this. And this will happen. It's like, I don't care how great somebody is at the stock market. Nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow, except for Nancy Pelosi. And that's the thing is like, so it's like, I think that the, that the, the education should always be with a grain of salt. You should, you should digest from every angle and, and, and believe in it independently of what some entity or person says and, and use your own discernment based on a variety of different sources. And that's how I think people stay financially free. However, the one thing I'll say is like, I think that a lot of people are attracted by the shiny object of it. And Ooh. I see people that have, that have, don't have a thousand dollars invested into anything that will go and buy Dogecoin or buy stock in AMC. And I'm like, it's like, I get it, but use that thousand to pay off the debts that you have. Use that thousand to, you know what I mean? Buy a, buy a course or something. Don't just buy AMC or buy Doge and think it's going to work. Buy, you know, buy a tried and true dividend paying, you know, large American corporation that's never going to go anywhere. Like buy stock in Verizon or something and something that's going to not go anywhere. And I don't even mean just Verizon, but I think that people, people, look at these strategies and they're like, this is the strategy. You should do this, not knowing who's on the other side of that. And there's a lot of financial, there's a lot of financial rules about real financial investors can't suggest certain things because you can't use these blanket statements that apply to everybody. A 25 year old person with X dollars is different than a 41 year old person with X dollars. Um, so I just think that's important to remember, but education is always good, no matter what it is. I love that you said that, but it's like the medical system is doing this. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. right. I'm sorry, I don't mean, I don't mean to shift it to that, but that's like, oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah. but man, Bobby Sausalito coming with discernment and wisdom. He's not just a funny guy on Instagram. He actually knows his shit. I love it. That's why I love talking to you. Cause it's like, you got the comedy, the 15, 30 seconds, 60 second shit, but here I get the meat. And I love that perspective. Yeah. I love your mind, bro. Thanks, um, bro. I hate cutting this because I literally have 10 questions about life and just random shit. But Bobby, thank you, brother. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, I would you. love to do it again. Absolutely. Always remember, gamify your abundance. Peace out, guys. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Bobby Salcedo. You know... As funny as he is on social media and his reels and all the stuff that he does online that is funny, he's a really intelligent person. Like he really takes time to read, to process, to come up with his own critical thinking. I mean, you know, and I feel like this is like a constant theme with every comedian that I've had a conversation with about anything that's happening in this, in this reality right now. Um, 
they all have a true understanding of laughter and it's almost as if like they've all these comedians have gone through the process of letting go really well like they've gone through the um oh there's a it's called something it's called um the 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 mourning process right the process of mourning because you know if, if once your belief system changes you go through a process of letting go and it's it's you know it's the five stages of grief uh it's the 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 denial, the, uh, you know, anger, and then trying to negotiate and then sadness and then finally acceptance. So it seems to me, in my opinion, that once you accept, right, you go through all those steps, you accept what's after you got to laugh at it, man. You got to have fun with it. If you're not smiling and laughing at the craziness of this world right now, the chaos that we're living in, then what are you doing? You know, if it's not happiness, what's the emotion? Is it sadness? Is it anger? Remember, those are those are part of the griefing process of the steps that you need to go through to then let go, to accept it enough, to accept the new reality and the change enough to let it go. And so I wonder if that's if that's the direction we're all moving towards, to all become comedians of some sort, laughing at the craziness of life. If you want to laugh along with me on a journey to knowing your own relationship to money, I also <laughs> offer that ability as well. I know um, Bobby's not so open to crypto as I am, and that's okay. I think it's, I think it's, I, th- I believe the space is, is open for anyone at any level that you're comfortable in or feel safe in. So it's really just about finding what you feel safe in. And if it's not being a part of it, that's okay. That's okay. Because in my opinion, if you're happy, good. Stay there, be in the happy, but just know the difference of familiarity to happiness, to like what feels, what is actually constructive in your body. Familiarity can be destructive. So um, awareness is key at the end. Really, as long as you're aware of the actions you're doing, choose whatever you want. Do, do you, you do you. You know, bodily autonomy, that's what we're all fighting for. The choice, the freedom of choice to do what you want to do. So if you want to be your own bank, uh, sign up for my courses. Uh, I have a 22-plus video, eight-hour course that I go through pretty much everything in the crypto space. And then, then I have a 30-day journey that you can go on with me called Unbank Yourself. Uh, but if you want to look at all the products that I offer, go to my website, autogomes.live. And make sure you follow me on all the platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. I'm on all of it right now at Otto Gomes, O-T-O-G-O-M as in Mary, E-S. All right, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode with Bobby Salcedo. Uh, If you want to know more about him, follow him on Instagram, Take Naps. He's a funny one, I can assure you on that. All right, everyone, thank you again. And always remember, gamify your abundance. Love you guys.